When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When's the last time you thought about the Super Bowl? Every day. Play for each other, that's it, man. One, two, three, one, two, three. Hey. We came here to do a job. We got to show everybody who we really are. That's blocking. Touchdown, what a start. Round it up and knock. Wow! Are you not entertained? It's the Jets. He's gone. There is no way. He's going to fling it. Touchdown! Parsons coming. Fumble the ball. Michael Parsons. Week 15 begins in just a few hours with Chargers Raiders. Yeah, that was kind of a banger, that song. Uh, we'll get you ready for the rest of Week 15, which includes three Saturday games. That's fun. Welcome to NFL Live. Apparently, we're rocking out here today. we got Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark. Dan, your guitar is too low. <laughs> it's an it's a air guitar. It's a ukulele. Okay, anyway, uh, one of the biggest games of the week is where we begin. Cowboys, Bills in Buffalo. The Bills, two-point favorites in this one as the Cowboys closing in on a playoff berth. They've won five straight. They can clinch that playoff spot with a win or a tie, but Buffalo is not a team that anybody wants to see right now. Am I right? A significant reason for the Bills' success under new offensive coordinator Joe Brady has been an increase in their use of pre-snap motion. Under Brady, the Bills have used pre-snap motion on 61% of their offensive plays in 10 games with Ken Dorsey as their OC. They use motion only 46% of the time. There's good reason for the increase in the usage as the Bills have averaged 6.2 yards per play with motion. It works. I'm always surprised when people don't use pre-snap motion. <laughs> because it always seems to work. But, Dan, what has the increased use of motion unlocked for this Bills offense? Yeah, way more access to everybody. In really this weekend, Dallas's defense is great unless they see pre-snap motion. They are a completely different unit when teams make them communicate and see things on the fly. And that's really what Joe Brady has brought to this offense. Certainly Josh Allen's the legs using, being used more as a runner. But the way that they attacked Kansas City with their at-the-snap motion is the same way that I expect them to get after Dallas. Four strong, the formation all the way up top, and you motion these guys. Look at all the communication that happens from Kansas City's defense. Steps on the bottom of the screen by himself. One-on-one, we're throwing to him. Two-on-one, we're going to work to that four strong. Look at everybody defensively that flows that way. That releases a tight end to an uncovered reception. Again, four strong formation. Starts two-by-two, gets the four strong. You have tons of lateral flow from the defense because of all the communication. James Cook is going to be the guy down the seam as the uncovered back because Kansas City really has one guy left to cover two. Is that going to be Dallas because of a lack of communication? And I talked about Josh Allen's legs. Again, a four-strong formation, hop to back. Now that defense has to adjust on the fly of who's responsible for the quarterback. They're paying attention to Josh Allen. Karloftis who should be making that tackle there is late because he's paying attention to Josh. So I think this game comes down to, in that matchup, how much does Buffalo motion pre-snap? I th- think it should be at least 50% of their offensive plays 
and how well does Dallas handle it? Because so far this year, they have not done a good job. You know, Dan said their defense is great unless you, and then he went to motion, their defense is also great unless you hit them in the freaking mouth. And when you look at the Buffalo Bills, another thing that's changed along with motion under Joe Brady is the use of James Cook. If you go back to last week, there was about a 12-play span in the second half where they didn't hand the ball off, and the offense was a little bit stymied. And then you saw James Cook get involved again, and he was able to get the run game going, and we watched Josh Allen benefit from it. Also, his usage in the pass game, think about the Mm. rail route or the four-strong triple seam. James Cook has become an integral part of this offense and I think him taking some of the pressure off of Josh Allen has allowed Josh Allen to unlock some of those superhero plays when he needs them most. Mm. I think you start with him uh, um, get with that physicality especially because Dallas loves to play sub packages defensively. Start with James Cook get into that play action and that motion is also huge as Dan has mentioned. RC, you, that, that's that's the point for me. And after I get done, I got a question for you because we talk about those sub packages and also smaller guys playing linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. To me, this is about patience. To, the, to me, this is about organized noise. That's a great song uh, entitled that from the Dallas defense, right? We know that they can get after the passer. I think first down is critical. Dan, you allude to that a lot when we're talking about these game players yes. and how important specific downs are. I think it's imperative that Dallas doesn't get greedy. You got a quarterback coming in that you know will give the ball away at some point, and you got a ball hawk in Deron Bland, but also we've seen Dallas transition into putting Gilmore on the top receiver. They had to, right. they had to move him to DK Metcalf in the Seattle game, and also he, go, he took A.J. Brown in the Philly game. RC, my question to you is this. So, Stephon Diggs is the number one guy. Is it a better physical matchup for Deron Bland, did it have a lot to do with the size, or you think it's about the ability of the defensive backs for Dallas? Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought it was size, right? Obviously, Stephon Gilmore is a bigger defender. He's also a more sound and reliable defender. And when you start to get some success in playing the football, now you're going to cheat. Now you're going to undercut. You're going to be looking for those plays. Whereas Gilly, he already got a defensive player of the year swag. He's already <laughs> on his way to the yeah. Hall of Fame. He understands, I'm going to play everything top down and make it extremely hard for you to make plays on me. But he may be a guy that you put on Gabe Davis and you have a Deron Bland on Stephon Diggs with the safety shaded toward him because you feel like Gilly mm. locks out Gabe Davis and you don't have to worry about him. And now guys like Damone Clark, Damone Clark and Marquise Bell can play that run along with J. Ron Curse. Yeah, a little bit of the Revis treatment. I, I think as much as Steph matters yep. in this game, I would throw the ball to the tight ends a ton if I was Buffalo. Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, I don't think Dallas can cover both of them that well, RC, because of those linebackers and how kind of uh, inexperienced they are. So, pass catching wise, I think the tight ends for Buffalo are the key this weekend. Yeah, Josh Allen has thrown an interception in nine straight games. That's the longest streak by any quarterback in a season since 2015. Not necessarily a number that you want to see, but it is. Good. But they don't exciting. matter though. Ask Dan. 
Well, yeah, Dan might say that. Well, they all, it's a, every turnover is different, you know. Oh, boy. That's not what we, we're not, not doing this, this today, you people, okay? To another I've been game. I'm not talking about it. Significant playoff implications. I'm pretending that did not happen. I'm with you, Swagoo. The Lions host the Broncos on Saturday night when Jared Goff will look to get back on track, okay? Over the last four games, Goff has turned the ball over nine times. Sounds like Josh Allen. I wonder if those matter. Anyway, Yo, what's going on with I'm you? I'm sorry. Today? All right. That's three more turnovers than any other player in the NFL in that span. And yesterday, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson and spoke about those turnover issues. Take a listen. That's not just uh, this week for us. That's really been the last few weeks for us where that's been everything. Um, we, we emphasize it. We, we drill it. Um, unfortunately, over the last four weeks, we haven't done a good enough job with our ball security. And we know this team is feast or famine. When they, when they get the takeaways, they, they capitalize on it. And they're winning ball games because of it. You know, to use a line from the great Mike Greenberg, I'm old enough to remember when the Lions were really good. Okay, our state. <laughs> Look at you quoting How can the Lions get back to looking like they did earlier this season? You know what? I love the fact that the offensive coordinator from Detroit is named Ben Johnson. The first Ben Johnson that I heard of, he ran track from Canada for Canada, and he was fast as hell. He was also on steroids, but that's he neither oh. here nor there. He was also extremely strong. This is what that juice. run game was early on in the season. It was about David Montgomery. It was about Jameer Gibbs, and that was how they got into the play-action shot game, shot game with guys like Sam LaPorter and Amon Ross St. Brown. Let's get back to that identity if if you're the Detroit Lions, let's get back into the movement, the creativity in the run game, using both of those backs to the best of their abilities. Because if you watched the Broncos play last week, third and seven, they started right away and they heated up the Los Angeles yeah. Chargers. And that continued all the way to the end of the game when it was fourth and 25 and P.J. Locke ended the game with a sack fumble. If they don't do well on first and second down, that's going to put Jared Goff in a tough position where he's going to have to figure out the simulated blitz and also the new fad of the hot blitz that people have taken from college and brought into the NFL game. Start with Montgomery, finish with Gibbs, and then allow Jared Goff to become the quarterback that not only protected the ball, but was connecting on the deep shots down the football field. Uh, RC, they got to stop asking their offensive line to go backwards so often. You know, that's really what's happened for this offense over the past couple weeks is the offensive line, which is absolutely their strength, their identity, they're on their heels way too much. When this offense plays, and specifically their line plays on its heels, everyone does. Hey, if I think of Dan Campbell, I always, like, go forward. We just keep going. That's not happening over the last three or four games, and it's got a butterfly effect. So, I agree, man. Like, if, if they're not good and in that mindset of attack and, and almost bully ball early downs, this blitz package on third down is going to eat them alive and eat Jared Goff alive. It's crazy. And so... Like for, for Detroit, it's almost like a mindset game of we got to get our guys with, the, with the, the thought process of we're going forward. It, we're, we're going to attack mode rather yeah. than kind of we're going to catch mode. They're catching way too much on offense when it comes to their line. Marcus, this Broncos defense yeah, has man. been on fire. How do you think they're going to try to game plan against Goff? Yeah, it, it's coming right off the point that RC and Dan just made. It's about the front chaos, right? Like we saw it show up and, and, and it's a reverberation because I talked about this with Denver's front and how they're changing the looks for offensive lines. Here you see Chicago get Jared Goff into a bad way. 
This is a quick snap. Chicago is not ready, but they have a pressure on, and it forces Jared to feel pressure that's not even there yet, and it forces him into an in-air pass. Well, when you go back to Denver and you look at all of the sacks that they had against the Chargers, it was chaotic fronts. It was chaotic, and we, we call these exotic blitzes, but really, it's just to create a bunch of chaos. Here, you see Justin Herbert. He's almost about to throw one, and then he pulls it down and gives up a sack to Singleton, but the thing that I think Vance Joseph has done, as well as anybody in the league this year, is force you and your quarterback to feel pressure when it's not really there. Right. And they're now getting sacks and, and making these quarterbacks not only speed up their action, but they're making these offensive line think that they have to communicate things that are not there. It's like this. It's like a ghost hovering around their offensive line that they can't figure out. That's something that Detroit struggled with a little bit against Chicago as well. And Denver is making a living on doing it, not only getting sacks, but also taking the football away. You guys like opening up the blitz menu here. We got the hot blitz, the chaotic blitz, the exotic blitz, the like sim all blitz. have one of the sim blitz. All out pressure, pressure. Blitzes are good. Can't let them get to it. You can't let them get to the Denver menu. You gotta great. keep them on Denver the appetizers. Right now. <laughs> you well, got time now for some top stories. We're gonna welcome in Adam Schefter. Adam, the Lions' defense might be getting some help soon. What more can you tell us? How about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety with Taurus Peck in week two against Seattle, is going to be medically cleared to return to practice next week, and he is tracking to return this season. Nobody would have thought that, but that will be a big boost for the Lions defense, getting back a play-making defensive back for the stretch drive, and should they obviously make it to the postseason, he would be able to play and contribute then. A real question about whether C.J. Stroud will be able to contribute this weekend was not practicing yet again today remains in concussion protocol and the fact that he didn't practice the past two days does not bode well for his availability for sunday's game at tennessee if he can start davis mills would replace cj stroud in the starting lineup and tyree kill continues to nurse that ankle injury did not practice yesterday due to it mike mcdaniel said today they're going to be smart in the ways that they use him. So if he does play, it's possible that he could be limited if he's even out there at all. We'll have to see how the rest of the week develops. But clearly, his status is in jeopardy. And a couple of quarterback notes today. Nick Mullins will start, but Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings head coach, said that the backup this weekend will be the rookie quarterback, Jaron Hall, and that Josh Dobbs will be the third quarterback, the emergency quarterback. And Joe Flacco reached agreement today with the Cleveland Browns on a one-year contract that essentially will give him over $4 million in incentives for winning games. He only will make money if he wins. He gets up to $2 million if the Browns happen to win the Super Bowl. He'll make a quarter million dollars if they make it to the wild card round. And he gets $75,000 for each win he leads them to in the remaining four games in the regular season. I mean, listen, if he keeps winning, that's a great story. Could be worth even more of those millions. I should have done that deal. Thanks to Adam. More from you coming later you on. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying I would get the deal. Oh, I'm okay. saying I should have negotiated it. Whatever, Dan. We're just getting started today. Jordan Love and the Packers got their hearts broken by Tommy Cutlets and the G-Men on Monday night. Is a date with the Bucks the perfect rebound? We'll discuss. Plus, coming off two straight losses, it's back to the drawing board for those Eagles. But is the adversity really what Philly needs? Hear what Jalen Hurts has to say about that. You'll hear from him next on NFL Live. We'll be right back.
What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Glad you're with us on NFL Live. Let's read and react. Starting in Chicago, where the Bears' acquisition of Montez Sweat has significantly approved their defense. Look at this. Since acquiring Sweat, the Bears have held their opponents to 18 points per game, which ranks eighth in the NFL. Chicago has 12 takeaways during this stretch tied for the second most in the league. Marcus, what's impressed you most about this defense since acquiring Sweat? Well, it's phenomenal because the tie-in matters, right? The the amount of pressure, the amount of times you get around a quarterback. We saw him turn Minnesota over. Even in a loss against Detroit the first game, we saw him turn Jerry Goff over, I believe, three or four times. But I think the pressure is now starting to come. And this is why you pay a player almost $100 million to affect the way that teams have to play you offensively and force you into some turnovers. Let's go to New York, where Zach Wilson has was asked about being able to build off his performance in last week's win. Listen to this. Here's the thing: is that's that's a standard, right? I wouldn't say, hey, you know, in that game you were doing anything differently. I mean, we were we were in the flow. We were doing we, momentum was on our side. You know, when good things happen, then it snowballs in the right direction. I wouldn't say it was. You know, wow, that was different than normal. Of course, it has been this year, but that's our standard. That's what we expect to have. And so let's not overthink it as an offense. Let's go out there and just play ball and do the same thing. I mean, look, say what you want about Zach Wilson, but he has improved in his media performance, at least from last year. He's a different guy. What did you see from him? Zach Wilson is a reactor, not a thinker. I call it informational balance. The more information you give him, the worse he plays. Now, he needs some information very clear cues of hey this safety does that we are throwing it there if when we motion and they don't go we're throwing it here so less information the better if you give him too much he bogs down he overthinks and that's when he plays his worst football for the new york jets how much information can you give him to get him to play incredibly fast and efficient without slowing him down with too much he is not a thinker he's a reactor let him play that way Let's go to Philadelphia, where quarterback Jalen Hurts addressed the team's recent struggles. 
you know, you don't you don't get anywhere without any challenges. You don't grow. Um, it's not natural to grow and um, develop the right type of character and develop into a team truly if you don't go through anything together. And, you know, as I've said, this is, um, this is a great opportunity for us and, you know, it's something that we're going through um, and, and that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Well, RC, what needs to get fixed on this Eagles offense? I mean, first of all, they need to start playing with some aggression. They need to start playing with some creativity. And offense coordinator Brian Johnson needs to put his stamp on this offense by doing what his players do best, which is giving Jalen Hurts options, letting him be that premier decision maker that he was last year. And also, Jalen has to start to protect the ball, not only in the pass, but when he becomes a runner. Turning it over, whether it be interceptions or fumbles, is truly hurting his team. And that started from the beginning of the game against the Dallas Cowboys. All right, now y'all know RC always has us covered with all things NFL, okay? But we also saw him break down some high school film with a very special guest on his show inside the NFL this week. Check this out. Go ahead, let's talk. Oh, that's the grip wall. You already know I got hey. that down pat, OG. Oh, you ain't got to say nothing about that one. Listen, oh, all, this all... slant action. Give me that. <laughs> Get up in there. Listen, Get you, up in there. You had that dog in you. Now, based on everything I've seen so far, what? Look at you. Look, creep you, out. Look, creep off the line. Look, walk off now the line. Now, watch how far he get up. Watch how far he get up field. Look, look, look where he ended up at. Yeah. That's and, that and phone, and you, too. And you high pointed it. That's the, watch this. This is where I broke cuz ankles right here. Give me that. I need that. Hey, it's the first time I've ever heard anybody break down film and say, yeah, that's that crip walk right there. Look how bro broke cuz ankles. Snoop Dogg is absolutely genuine, man. He is who he is. And he actually was getting right on them boys. He looked like Todd Pinkston or somebody. But, he hey, listen, whenever you get an opportunity to chop it up with Snoop Dogg, it's a good time. I love him. That made my day. You know who Todd Pinkston is. Okay, maybe I am, but Only I got to Google him. got to Google him. Okay, I'll be Googling Todd Pinkston in the break. 65, uh, 165. Well, <laughs> on NFL Live. It was tough sledding for Jordan Love on Monday night. But Dan says the fix rests on the shoulders of one Packers player. Here's a hint. It's not Jordan Love. We'll tell you who the person is next on NFL Live right here on ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Pre-Game HQ is brought to you by Domino's. Earn free food after just two orders with new Domino's rewards. It's easier than ever to earn free pizza, stuffed cheesy bread, lava cakes, and more. Sign up to start earning today. Let's talk Jordan Love and the Packers entering Monday Night Football against the Giants on a three-game winning streak. Love was red hot during that stretch as he led the NFL in QBR while throwing eight touchdowns and zero interceptions. However, Love and the Packers weren't able to keep that momentum going on Monday night when Love averaged only 5.6 yards per pass attempt and turned the ball over twice. Here's what Jordan Love had to say himself about his struggles in the loss to the Giants. Something that I want to clean up. Um, something that you know I think I wasn't at my best uh, during that game. Um, with a couple of throws, um, just you know, falling off, not keeping my base, not keeping balance, um, and you know, kind of hopping sometimes to top of my drop. So, definitely something I looked at and um, you know, want to clean up going forward. Pretty good self scouting right there, I would say, by uh, Jordan Love. RC, what do you think about what he needs to fix? Well, let me channel my inner Stephen A and say I'm brilliant because I know that I'm not, and I listen to those who are. And the person I'm talking good. about is Dan Olavsky. When when he, when Jordan Love started to play well during that stretch, Dan made it a point to make a ton of films about where his feet were or how he was throwing the football, the position at the top of his drop. And Jordan Love just told you he didn't have that sort of consistency in those things this week against the New York Giants. And I think he has to remember where his foundation is, where his fundamentals are. And when this team was playing extremely well, it was using the play action pass, but him being extremely, extremely uh, locked in into where his feet were, into where he was following through, where his shoulders were, where his eyes were. And I felt like he got away from that. And sometimes when you have this success, you fall back on bad habits or you remember watching 12 play this position before you. Jordan Love has to be himself. And part of being him, his best self is doing things correctly. And I believe listening to his self-assessment he understands that as well, and we'll see the good Jordan Love this week. Yeah, RC, I always get enamored in many ways because you guys know, like, mechanics are not something that's um, preached every day in the NFL. It's not something that's focused on. It's, a, it's an off-season yeah. thing more often than not. And I think it hurts young quarterbacks. I really do because I think Jordan Love, to your point, RC, is a guy that struggled this past week because of it. I didn't like their run game against the Giants. When, when their zone run mm -hmm. game is at its best, it's when their backs and mainly A.J. Dillon get their shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. And for that to get back on track, that's got to be a main focus of theirs. Going back to Monday night, look at how his shoulders are pointed to the sideline, and he doesn't get them square till the defense makes him stop his feet. And when he stops his feet, in many ways, the zone run game is no longer a viable option. Now we go outside zone. His track is good to the start, but his shoulders are still paint facing the sideline too much, and he has to stop his feet both laterally instead of a put-your-foot-in-the-ground cut to square your shoulders. Another example, this is their split flow or lead flow, and his shoulders, see how he's bouncing, and his, you can see his right shoulder instead of seeing his numbers? They're stringing it out, essentially. That's called stringing it out defensively where they continue to make him run to the sideline and all the bad guys come from the inside out for the defense. And I think whether it's A.J. Dillon, because I know he's got a broken thumb, or it's Patrick Taylor or Aaron Jones comes back, the more that they get those guys in their zone run game to square their shoulders to the line of scrimmage and then one cut, 
its best. That's what A.J. Dillon's at his best, and I think that was something lacking on Monday night that needs to happen this weekend. Guys, I know I, I know what everybody wants to talk about, and I know the quarterbacks and the offense becomes the focus of attention. Did y'all watch Green Bay defense in that game? Because I did, <laughs> and that was the reason they lost the game. All right. First of all, Tom and DeVito looked like a damn all-pro uh, quarterback out there against them. He was on time. Receivers making plays on the back end. They gave up so many yards rushing. Look, man, to stop the Giants, you got to stop Saquon Barkley and get the quarterback on the ground, and they didn't either. See, this is how Joe Barry and this, this, this group has been flying under the radar. A couple weeks ago, I gave them a lot of credit for the pressure that they were getting on the right. quarterback. Rashawn Gary having a three-sack game, and Preston Smith was starting to come on. Y'all, we get to this point every year with the Green Bay Packers, and here we are again. Now, it, it's because of Jordan Love first year, and it's because we know we've seen this offense kind of go up and down that that's the lightning rod for the Green Bay Packers. Bro, this defense is littered with first-rounders. This defense has shown that they can play at a high level. They seem to waddle through seasons, and they have too much talent to do that. Mm -hmm. But for you to go put a performance together like that <laughs> against the New York Giants, and then at the he end won. of the game, give up four for four for 60 yards oh, yeah, and allow Tommy DeVito to get in field goal range and win the game, the defense was the problem. Yeah. Hey, hey, really fast, what do y'all think? I just thought of this idea while you were talking, Swagoo. You and Tommy DeVito have a show. Ooh. Would that not be so oh, twins. Ooh. Ooh. It could be called twins. Was that his agent twins. or his brother? Remake. <laughs> that's, his, that's his agent. The guy that's that was his on TV with him, yeah. I would watch that all Bro, day long. give you a kiss like it's, the agent was kissing everybody. Soon. It's amazing. You're going to kiss him like that? <laughs> okay, I would kiss Marcus's beard. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm going to actually move on now. That's not what I was planning on. Go though. to commercial. Let's get, get to ball. Vegas. Go on to that commercial. Note, well, we're going to go to Vegas instead, which actually maybe makes sense with all that. Anyway, this is where Thursday night football is happening. The Chargers at the Raiders. And we're going to get you ready for all of it with Adam Schefter. Let's check in with our Domino's pregame headquarters. Adam is standing by to tell us the latest for tonight. And Adam, it hasn't been the smoothest season for Brandon Staley and the Chargers. What more can you tell us about Staley's job situation now? Well, there continues to be speculation about his future. But the fact of the matter is the Chargers have had six different head coaches since 1998, and they have not made any in-season head coaching changes. And so their ownership is continuing to insist that they're going to be patient. They'll wait till the end of the season before they make any decisions. Obviously, there are a lot of people around the league who have questioned and wondered about Brandon Staley's future. Now, tonight would create an opportunity tomorrow where they would have a longer week if the ownership ever were going to make an in-season change. But the fact of the matter is they have said all along that's not their plan, that's not their intent, they would not decide or do anything until this regular season ends, and we'll see if they hold true to their word. All right, we're going to pick this game a little bit later on. Thanks bum, to Adam bum, for the latest there. Time now for a DraftKings Sportsbook same-game parlay. And for that, of course, we go to RC. When RC's on the show, he's doing this, okay, because he, he nails it every time. Even if you don't, I'm going to say you do. Easton Stick is starting at quarterback yes, for the Chargers tonight with Justin Herbert done for the season. RC, over under 201 yeah. yards and a half excuse me, against the Raiders. You know what? I'm going to say under. I'm not going to say under because 
I don't think Easton Stick could play. If you look late in that game, he had some connections with Quentin Johnson's down the deep part of the field. But I believe this has to be Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, a run game that the Los Angeles Chargers wanted to get started. And I know on the other side of the ball, the Las Vegas Raiders want to take the air out of it. So I say under for Easton Stick. All right, yeah, let's talk about the Raiders offensively. Over under 65 and a half receiving yards for Devontae Adams. You know what, I'm going to say over, and it's because they do attempt to get him the football, and they try to get him enough targets. I saw him frustrated, especially early on in the game last week, spiking the football on the third and seven. And when Devontae Adams gets upset, I know he has an opportunity to go to the office and speak to Antonio Pierce, and they're going to make sure he gets the ball along with Josh Jacobs. This is a game for the stars to shine offensively. All right, here's your favorite. The total over under 34 and a half total points scored in tonight's game. Well, I was burned really badly by the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, but I'm going to go under again. Did you watch these teams play recently? There was a game where the Los Angeles Chargers won by only scoring six. And last week, the Las Vegas Raiders lost because they couldn't score any. There's a dude that hit a grand slam in a softball game that had more points than the Raiders did last week against the Minnesota Vikings, and that was total. I'm going under. Who hit the home run? Yeah, do we know the person? Yeah. He's just a random person. Some dude named Benjamin. Oh, okay. It was just some dude named Benjamin. He's a house. He's just a house dad Snoop that wears two knee braces Snoop. and a back brace to play a softball. Good for Benjamin. He's getting out there, getting it I done. I see you, Ben. Last week, by the way, RC went with the Benjamin over, and the over, uh, the the total there was done even before halftime. Commercial. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got to tell people the Dun truth Joy. here. <laughs> Whatever. Commercial. You yeah, the Dun Dun Joy. Joy. He got the, he got on the copper tone. <laughs> <laughs> he got the, he got the. Oh, man. All right. The dog pound is down. We're going to talk about the Browns and their Super Bowl caliber defense. That's next. My body's never felt better. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code NFLLIVE when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
next week for Monday Night Football, we'll be in Seattle at Lumen Field, a huge NFC matchup between Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and Geno Smith and the Seahawks. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN and ESPN Deportes with Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2. Like a little playoff picture here, people. With only four weeks remaining in the regular season, there are 11 teams in the AFC that currently have a winning record. That includes six teams that have a record of seven and six. And assuming that the Browns hold on to the first wild card spot, those six teams will be competing for the remaining two spots. So it's a crowded picture. Time to see what's on trend around the NFL as we show you a stat and tell you if it continues this week. We're going to carry along those same lines as it relates to the playoffs. The Browns' defense was dominant during the first half of the season. That's not been the case, though, lately. After the last five weeks, the Browns have allowed nearly 27 points per game, sixth most in the NFL. Making matters worse, it was announced yesterday that the Browns' leading tackler, safety Grant Delpit, will be out for the rest of the regular season with a groin injury. You hate to hear that. And RC, how concerned are you about this Browns' defense? Glad Grant got his money before this happened. I am very concerned about this defense because it's hard to replace good players. You lost Rodney McLeod. Juan Thornhill was hurt. Now Grant Delpit is on IR. You also think about Denzel Ward being banged up and a guy like Miles Garrett not being at 100%. It's a reason people get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to play their positions. It's because they're really dang good. And now that they aren't playing as elite of a level and they're also trying to replace those guys, those guys while having the film out of the way Jim Swartz is trying to attack offenses, it's been very difficult for these teams. And so I don't believe they'll be at the back end of defenses in the league for the rest of the season but I don't think we'll see that sort of dominance we saw early on another team in this playoff picture okay on to Cincinnati Jake Browning has kept the Bengals in the playoff hunt without Joe Burrow out there and since taking over as a starter Browning has completed 79 percent of his passes that's the highest completion percentage by any quarterback in the first three starts of their career since 1950. Dan, what's the tape showing you about Browning's success? Yeah, two things that have happened for their offense play calling wise. Number one, they've gotten the tight ends really involved in their screen game in the last two weeks has been the best screen game in football. You've seen some play action pass screens for big chunks. You've seen some drop back screens for big chunks. The tight end use down in the red zone has been really viable for them. And then I've also seen some like plus plays out of Jake Browning. The Jacksonville game was playing on time and they were very easy throws. Last week it was him going above and beyond some of the X's and O's and his athleticism being a big part of that. Credit Brian Callahan, their play caller, and Zach Taylor, the head coach, with the screen use and the tight end use. And also Jake Browning has had some really positive moments that he's done that I guess unexpected given the talent that he has. Now to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers have scored fewer than 20 points in four straight games, which is tied for their longest streak in any season since the 1970 merger. However, on Saturday, the Steelers face a Colts defense that has allowed over 25 points per game this season, fourth most in the NFL. Maybe good for Pittsburgh. Marcus, will the Steelers offense break out of their slump against a struggling Colts defense? I swear to God, I did it for RC. Yes, they will. Okay, I think some of these playmakers a step up. And I know that Trubisky, but they got to get this run game back going. That was the big part of what they did offensively. And then we're able to hit some trunk, chunk plays. Frymouth, you remember the, when, when Frymouth got back, he was a big part of this offense. I don't know, honestly, if the Steelers are going to go over 20. But if you're playing a team that's giving up 25, and you're fighting and scratching and clawing for anything of positivity, then this would be the game they do it. And this just feels like one of those 
how the hell did Mike Tomlin? What's that move? Oh, okay, but I like it's that, that old one. TLC. Ooh, yeah. on the TLC tip. You remember that red light special? Yay! Why does no yeah. one else want to do it with? Oh, I'm us? sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. Because Marcus, because we're the ones that are excited. It's fine, Marcus. You don't have to dance with me. I know Dan doesn't have the rhythm to keep up anyway. Yeah, but Marcus said that we're gonna score 20 points, and I'm fired up. My concern, my concern I am fired was the up. the rhythm. I didn't want. I could do this. You know, I think this is a white person. Thing. I'm gonna stop this right now. RC, this, you like, can carry on. Dan and I are done. Still ahead. <laughs> hey, that's what Usher commercial. was doing at his last concert. <laughs> yeah, he was. Usher. Uh, <laughs> after throwing three interceptions against the Browns, Trevor Lawrence will face a tough Ravens defense on Sunday. Did we expect more of the same? Well, someone here says no. Stay right here. You got dance moves. You got football. Everything you need right here on NFL Live. Stop talk talking every quarterback in interception for a whole week. The Sunday NFL Countdown crew has you covered for week 15 at 10 a.m. Eastern. And Marcus and RC and the Monday Night Countdown crew get you set for the Battle of the Birds, Eagles, Seahawks, with a two-hour pregame show starting at 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. Let's get you ready for the start of week 15, which is happening tonight in Vegas. Dude, that stadium is stadium. so good. It's one of my favorites, honestly. The Chargers at the Raiders. Fun place to be. We'll see what the game brings our way. Time to check in. At the Domino's pregame headquarters, Adam Schefter with more on tonight's game. Adam, what do we need to know? Well, Laura, with Justin Herbert having undergone surgery this week on his fractured right index figure, Easton Stick will step in tonight and make his first NFL start of the season in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Here's a quarterback who can make plays with his legs as well as his arm. The pressure will be on against a tough defense, and the Chargers will see what kind of backup quarterback who now steps into the starting role that they have. And he'll have to do it without Keenan Allen, who the Chargers already have ruled out due to injury. Did not practice this week. He's been scratched for tonight before they even get to pregame warm-ups. And so they did activate Josh Palmer, who will be active tonight, but they will have to make do without Keenan O'Connell. On the other side, the Raiders will stick with Aiden O'Connell. Antonio Pierce, the head coach, was non-committal this week about which quarterback he would start. And O'Connell will be on a short leash, essentially where if he doesn't play well tonight, he may not be starting the Raiders' next game. So he really is playing for his job tonight. We'll see if he can hold on to it. And as for Raiders' injury news, it sounds like Devontae Adams is expected to play tonight. He's been listed as questionable due to an illness. His children were sick. He got the virus, whatever it was, but he'll mm. be out there tonight. Mm. And it doesn't sound like Josh Jacobs will be available. The Raiders will make that final decision in pregame warm-ups tonight, but it sounds like he may not go. And if he doesn't, Zamir White would be the lead back in place of Josh Jacobs. Thanks to Adam. Just a few hours away from the start of Week 15. Lots of great matchups in this week. How about the Jaguars and the Ravens? Let's get into that one on Sunday Night Football. And the Jags looking to bounce back from last week's loss to the Browns. In the loss, Lawrence completed 89% of his passes to running backs and tight ends, but struggled to connect with his wide receivers, completing a season worst 37% of his passes to wideouts. A lot of that could have to do with the defense that they face, too. But, Dan, what can Trevor Lawrence do to help correct the issues they had in the passing game last week? He's dealing with the ankle. Still, what can he do? He's got to see the fields more clearly. That was the big issue versus Cleveland, and that's not something that Trevor has struggled with through the heart of the season. A little bit early on, but it showed itself again, and that's going to be a big challenge because this is a defense that moves a lot. Okay, so you motion the back in. 
This is very clearly man-to-man -man coverage. It is third and three. Now look where Trevor kind of leaks at as his number one, number two guys. It's man. Both those routes are sits. It's bad. And then he comes to the back. It's man coverage. The swing route to the back is dead. The ball really should be taking a shot up top to Calvin Ridley. But for some reason, I think he's thinking zone, get it out of his hands, and doesn't see the field clearly. This time, you're going to get nickel pressure. They're going to rotate coverage. One safety in the middle of the field. Corners are going to be off. You have stop routes on the outside. 100% out of 100 times, that ball should go to one of the stop routes. But he's peeking over the middle of the field to Evan Ingram, who the dropper is right underneath. Both of those guys on the outside are wide open. Trevor doesn't see it clearly. And the last one, you got empty. This is something that they're in all the time. Three guys at the bottom. Cleveland only has two defenders there. Two guys up at top. Well, Cleveland has three defenders up there. Naturally, you should just go, oh, I'm going to throw the ball to the bottom of the screen. To one of those guys, we have a numbers advantage. But he goes to the double slant up top in three over two. Almost picked off, and it leads to a sack. And I think that was the most disappointing thing for last weekend is he just didn't see it clearly. And maybe that was because of the lack of practice reps. But going into Baltimore, we talked about their defense and the disguise and the chaos. He's going to have to be wired when it comes to what he's looking at and seeing it good pre and post snap. You know what? That disguise and chaos, I watched the Los Angeles Rams attack that with motion last week, yeah. with motion and with bunches. And when I watch your tape, Dan, I didn't see a whole lot of that from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here you see Cooper Cup move inside, and he was able to get leverage and get to the outside on the post corner. Now you watch this bunch. There's going to be a little motion to the outside. You're going to see triple in, and they're able to beat Geno Stone because they can't match up and play everything out. Here you're going to see it again. A motion outside by Puka Nakua. You allow um, Cooper Cup to get to the outside of Millette and get to the corner route. Matthew Stafford reads it before the blitz gets to him and gets the football out of his hands. With the Baltimore Ravens, it is going to be a lot of chaos. It's going to be a ton of movement. You have to match that with Great your team. movement to give your quarterback an opportunity to see what's going on on that side of the ball. Also, allow your wide receivers to play opposite the leverage of the coverage on the other side. Great tape. Yeah, that, that that for me was when I saw Matthew Stafford starting to rip the Baltimore Ravens on the back end, I was like, Matt can throw, throw. Like, it's a lot of dudes that can throw. Stafford <laughs> throw, can throw, throw. throw. <laughs> and I think the middle of the field access, I think the middle of the field access for the Baltimore Ravens was there. And I think it's going to be there for Trevor Lawrence as well. And then you just pointed to he missed some opportunities. You can't miss these against this defense Correct. because when you get – when you have a chance, right, the depth of these linebackers, they want to play down. They want to keep everything in front of them and play down. You have to be willing not only to the field, but also get the ball there and allow these guys to have a run after catch. I think that's a way that Trevor Lawrence can get going early. I think he can have some success there. And for as much as we talk about Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, we know they are phenomenal linebackers, but they like to see a lot of things. And they like to be a part of plays on the outside. They may, they may be able to take advantage of the middle of the field like Matthew mm. Stafford could because mm. he can throw throw. Yeah, throw throw. Um, yeah, he can. Mm. Okay. Well, the Raiders tonight. <laughs> throw, throw. That's throw, so Louisiana. Three-point favorites despite being on a three-game losing streak. Let's take a look at our game picks here, okay? Uh, Dan and Marcus have the same score. They're taking the Raiders. There we go. I'm on the Chargers, guys. I know the NFL Live curse is a thing, but I actually do think that the Raiders have some key injuries. Josh Jacobs isn't going to play. Yeah. Look at me trying to sell myself on my own pick. 
Yeah. Josh Jacobs not playing? You got to sell yourself. I'm tell you if this you was don't a believe in you, Laura, who will believe That's in you? See you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.